What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Miss Davis Show, episode 18. We got a great big episode today. We're one week away from taking our show down to Birmingham, and we're one day away from taking our show to Oxford, Mississippi for Ole Miss and Illinois State. We're looking forward to both opportunities to kind of get this show on the road and kind of get into the sports media world, you know, even more than we already are. So I want to thank you all for listening. We're going to have a great show. We're going to start off by talking about the winter meetings down there in Florida. I tell you what, the Yankees have struck the gold mine. The Yankees have absolutely had an amazing winter meeting. They got John Carlos Stanton. Rumors are they're getting Manny Machado from Baltimore. I tell you what, the Yankees are making everybody look to shame a little bit, including their arch rival, the Boston Red Sox, who have done absolutely nothing. The Boston Red Sox have done nothing this offseason except get rid of a very good pitcher in Robbie Ross and get rid of a couple other decent, goodly, you know, good pitchers. And I tell you what, the Yankees are going to absolutely smoke the Boston Red Sox outside the water. I mean, you add up John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge in the same lineup, and then you might even get Manny Machado. That's unheard of. That's absolutely unheard of that the Yankees are going to get Manny Machado along with the add-on to John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge. The Yankees are making a big-time postseason uh, splash here. I tell you what, the Yankees are the odds-on favorites to win the World Series uh, next year. So the Cubs didn't really do a whole lot. They signed Brandon Morrow, pitcher. But the Cardinals, I tell you what, they got a good player from the Miami Marlins. Looks like Derek Jeter is just kind of getting rid of all of his good players. They signed Mar- Marcel Ozuno from the Marlins. What a great get that is for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I tell you what, the Angels made a kind of a splash today as well, signing Zach Cozart to a five-year deal to become with the uh, L.A. Angels out there. That's a that's a great uh, that's a great sign by the Angels. I think the losers of the winter signing day, like we mentioned, are the, uh, the Boston Red Sox. I mean, the Boston Red Sox needed power hitting, and they had a shot to get John Carlos San and Manny Machado and Dave Dabrowski completely drop the ball. You know, and, and and there's really no excuse. And then you have the Red Sox Twitter, which, by the way, I love the Red Sox. I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. But you have the Red Sox Twitter tweeting out after John Carlos Stanton got signed with the Yankees. Rivalry with uh, three different fire emojis. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Worry about power hitting and then worry about your Twitter game. Your Twitter game is good, but it's also really bad timing because Red Sox fans are ticked off at Dave Dabrowski because he's incompetent and doesn't get anybody at the winter meetings. So enough baseball talk. We're going to talk Dave Dabrowski a little bit for the back of the bus segment. He is in the back of the bus because of his lack of performance at the winter meetings. So we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Birmingham Bowl action. We had Mr. Don Williams join the show yesterday. We posted that podcast up on uh, today, actually. He's from the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. I really enjoyed the interview, and we talked all things Texas Tech football. We talked the Birmingham Bowl coming up, what to expect from the Red Raiders, and whether or not we're going to see the Red Raider Nation travel to Birmingham, which, you know, it seems to be a 50-50 split if they're going to come or not because, you know, the season looked a little bleak, and the in the Texas game looked bleak the last game of the year, and, te- and Texas Tech came back, won that game, got the six wins, and got to go to the Birmingham Bowl, which I'm really excited about this Birmingham Bowl. It's uh, number 24th offense versus number 9 offense. And defenses are both very good as well. Should be a very fun um, game as well down there in Birmingham. Really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that matchup. Looking forward to getting down to Birmingham. We also have some exciting news. I will be at the Alabama-Texas basketball game next Friday night, December 22nd. I will be sitting in thirty-one, uh, the lower section 31, the lower level section there. I'll be sitting there looking forward to that game. Should be a really fun type atmosphere in, uh, at the Legacy Arena next Friday night as well. Part of the bowl 
uh, coverage for me. I'm going to do some things with the Alabama game as well. Been looking forward to that game. Should be kind of like an NCAA tournament type game where both teams are going to make the NCAA tournament. This you know, could have the feel of a Sweet 16 game, and I was lucky enough to get a very good seat for this game. But next up, we're going to be traveling to Ole Miss tomorrow to cover that game. It's Ole Miss versus Illinois State, 2.30 tip-off in the SEC Network. Really, really looking forward to this game because I think that Ole Miss is kind of looking for its identity. Ole Miss has played with their lineup four or five times this season. Their whole offense runs around Terrence Davis. And, you know, it should be a fun matchup because this game all started basically on Twitter where the Illinois State coach was asking, hey, you know, who'd want to play Illinois State? We need some guys for our, you know, uh, resume for the tournament. And Coach Kennedy and Ross Bork at Ole Miss said, hey, we'll play you. So this is the Twitter game. They're playing down there in Oxford at the Pavilion, 2.30 tip-off. Really looking forward to that. we got a ticket winner as well. We're going to get with them. Uh, looking forward to that matchup. So we're going to have a tip-off and tailgate show on Saturday at 10.15 or 10.20, in between that little five-minute gap. We're going to do, do a quick show. We're going to just talk all the games. We're going to talk all the matchups of the day, the college basketball matchups, and the bowl games. We're going to get to the bowl games, give our predictions. We're also going to talk preview the Ole Miss and Illinois State game as well. A lot of big-time college hoops games. I mean, you've got Kentucky and Virginia Tech tomorrow. You've also got Louisville and Memphis, Butler and Purdue and Indianapolis, IU and Notre Dame and Indianapolis, uh, Oklahoma and Wichita State, MTSU um, playing Auburn and uh, Birmingham. Really looking forward to that matchup as well in Birmingham uh, on Saturday. So should be a fun full day Saturday. We're also going to give our uh, preview for the North Carolina and Tennessee game. Should be a really fun matchup between the Volunteers. They play host to the former national championship team. North Carolina Tar Heels should be a really good game. I look for Tennessee to kind of come out with a statement win in this game. I think Tennessee is looking for that one big kind of statement win to get them boosted up to where they belong. I mean, they've already beat Purdue. They hung close with Villanova. I mean, Tennessee's a very good team. They're one of these SEC teams. I mean, SEC's got projected to have seven teams in the uh, in the NCAA tournament, which is really impressive. But as we know, SEC basketball is parity. It's just like the football it's big time. It's, you know, SEC basketball has really kind of made a statement lately, especially with South Carolina making the Final Four last year. So we're going to talk a little football. Time for a little bowl action. We finally got some uh, college football action. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk Army-Navy before all this. Tell you what, that Army-Navy game was a heck of a game. I watched that from Press Row at Union University. Really enjoyed my time at Union. We'll get to that later in the show. But I tell you what, that Army-Navy game was a dandy. Army beat Navy. 14-13, but I tell you what, that national anthem before the game, if that doesn't give you chills, I don't know what will. That made me proud to be an American. That made me proud to stand for our national anthem. I know some people disagree with standing for the national anthem. I'll tell you what, they're not welcome on this show. Because I tell you what, after listening to the national anthem and really, you know, kind of looking at those young faces, I mean, those guys are my age. They're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and they're out there, you know, going to play a game of football, the game that we all love but they're also going to go on the battlefield and defend our freedom. So I tell you what, we're going to stand for the National Anthem on this show. We greatly appreciate those, and we greatly, greatly enjoy that game. Army beat Navy for the second straight year, won the Commander-in-Chief Cup 14-13 over Navy. Great win for Army. Both teams are going to a bowl game, by the way. So talk a little bowl games here, and then we're going to talk about Jimmy Sexton, the man of college football right now. The Saturday bowl games, you got the New Orleans Bowl, Troy playing North Texas. Troy's a six-point favorite. It's kind of the game of the up-and-coming coach, up coaches. I tell you what, Dale Brown and Troy has done a great job. Troy's a six-point favorite. 12 p.m. on uh, ESPN. Looking forward to that game. You got the Cure Bowl, 130 on CBS Sports Network. You got Western Kentucky playing Georgia State. Georgia State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that is a little high, considering that Western Kentucky's offense is so high-powered. We'll get to that tomorrow on the kickoff show. 
we got the Las Vegas Bowl tomorrow, 2.30 kickoff on ABC. Oregon's playing Boise State. Oregon's a seven-point favorite. I tell you what, that game's a fun game. That's one of those games that you're going to remember for this bowl season. I mean, it's in one of the top ten games, in my opinion, because it's two good offenses. I know Coach Taggart left Oregon to go to Florida State, but I tell you what, these two offenses can actually play the game of football. Uh, you got New Mexico Bowl 3.30 on ESPN. Marshall and Colorado State. Colorado State's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. should be a good game. The Raycom Media Bowl. You got Middle Tennessee State playing Arkansas State. Our boy Blake Anderson's Arkansas State Red Wolves are a four-point favorite over the MTSU Blue Raiders. You got two C bowl game. You got a, the Bogota Raton Bowl, 6 p.m. on ESPN. Florida Atlantic is playing Akron. Florida Atlantic is uh, picked to like they're a 22 and a half point favorite, which is absolutely unbelievable, unbelievably high. I tell you what, Lane Kiffin's going to say, "Don't uh, don't listen to the rat poison." I think he's correct. I think this game is going to be a high scoring game. And I think Florida Atlantic comes out with a swim. But we'll get to that on Saturday's show. Wednesday, you got the Frisco Bowl, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Louisiana Tech versus SMU. They haven't announced a point spread for that game yet. But that game's going to be interesting because you had Chad Morris leaving leaving SMU. And then Sonny Dice taking over his football program at SMU and coaching the bowl game, which is going to be absolutely kind of crazy to see. I mean, you assemble your team eight, eight, game, eight, eight days before the bowl game, which is absolutely unreal. So that's the bowl games. We're going to have more bowl talk on thir- on next Wednesday or Thursday when we do the podcast ahead of the Birmingham Bowl. We're looking forward to heading down to the Birmingham Bowl. So we're going to talk Jimmy Sexton. I tell you what, he's the man of college football. Behind the scenes, this dude is worth $26.8 million. He's based out of Memphis. His company is one of these companies who the sports agent. He represents 11 out of the 14 SEC coaches. Who he represents? Nick Saban. I mean, he represented Bush Jones, Jeremy Pruitt, Kirby Smart, Mark Stoops. The only three coaches that he doesn't represent in the SEC are Derek Mason at Vanderbilt, Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State, and LSU's coach, Coach O. I tell you what, though, he's getting all these coaches big-time raises. Like, Jimbo Fisher got $75 million for 10 years at Texas A&M. I tell you who was behind that, Jimmy Sexton. He's the man behind the business. He is the man that all these college you know, athletic directors go to and negotiate the contracts. I'd say, what, Jimmy Sexton's the best guy in the business right now. Jimmy Sexton's one of these guys. I mean, everybody knew him. Growing up in Memphis, everybody knew of Jimmy Sexton's kids went to MUS, blah, 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 blah. But this guy is the real deal. He turns on that Southern charm, turns on that negotiating tricks, and he gets his coaches some big-time up raises. And, and Jimmy Sexton's going to get on the front of the bus this week for getting Jimbo Fisher $75 million for 10 years and getting his other coaches big-time paychecks as well. Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, Dick Saban at Alabama. Mark Stoops at Kentucky, Kirby Smart. I mean, this guy represents everybody who is somebody. You know, with the exception of Derek Mason at Vanderbilt, Jim Boerhead at Mississippi State, LSU's coach all. I think I think Jimmy Sexton is one of the best, you know, sports agents in all of sports. This dude is very good at his job, and he is very good at what he does. So we're going to talk a little basketball action. We got some huge, huge matchups this weekend. We got Saturday. You got Virginia Tech traveling to Kentucky. I tell you what, this Virginia Tech team can shoot. They shoot lights out for three pointer. They average well over fifty percent from the uh, on the day, you know, shooting for three point and shooting for the field. Amazing Virginia Tech team traveling to Rapp Arena to ho- to play Kentucky. Then you got Louisville and Memphis in New York City. Why this game is interesting? Memphis needs a signature win to kind of get back the fan base. I mean, they've only been having twenty five hundred at their games because Memphis fan base is kind of fed up with not that we're not good basketball which is a shame because Tubby Smith is a great guy. I love Coach Tubby Smith at Memphis, but I do think he's well and way over his head with this because he can't recruit. And that's kind of the sad thing, but that's just the reality of 
you know, Coach Smith right now. I mean, you have all this talent in the city of Memphis. You have guys from East. You have guys from Cordova, Arlington, you know, Carryville, whatever. And these inner city schools, Melrose, you know, Sheffield, whatever, in the city of Memphis. But you don't get that inner city talent which is kind of what Tubby Smith has always been kind of lacking his whole coaching career is getting that inner city, getting that state talent that he needs to get to compete, you know, at the highest of level at his university. So next up we got Butler and Purdue. This is one of my favorite tournaments, one of my favorite classics the whole year. It's the Crossroads Classic in the state of Indiana. You've got Butler and Purdue starting the day off in Indianapolis there. That game's a very interesting game. Butler's looking for a signature win over a Purdue team who lost to Tennessee and who was kind of also struggling to find its identity identity as a basketball team. The next up, you've got Indiana playing the Irish uh, out of South Bend. It's going to be the games in Indianapolis following the Purdue and Butler game. Should be a really interesting game. Looking forward to watching that matchup a little bit. you got Illinois State traveling to Ole Miss, the game that we're going to be at on Press Row. Really looking forward to heading down to Oxford. Grateful for opportunity to get an opportunity to cover Ole Miss basketball. Should be a really fun matchup. Like I said earlier in the show, this is a Twitter game. I mean, you know, Illinois State's coach tweeted out who wants to play us, and Ole Miss responded, hey, we'll play you for, you know, for tournament hopes, blah, 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 blah. And this game's going to be an interesting game because Ole Miss has been playing with its lineup. Ole Miss has played with five or six different lineups. Their whole offense revolves around Terrence Davis. And I tell you what, this matchup is one that's going to be a sneaky good matchup if you're just laying on your couch all day and wanting to watch basketball. This is one of those matchups you need to watch. The 2.30 tip-off on the SEC Network. We're really looking forward to being down there in Oxford. Then you got Oklahoma and Wichita State on Saturday. Looking forward to that game because Oklahoma's looking for a big-time road win, and I think they can get it at Wichita State, even though Wichita State's the, one of the best teams in the country. The next up, we got Middle Tennessee State and Auburn meeting in Birmingham at Legacy Arena. We're looking forward to this matchup because I tell you what, MTSU's coach is 5-0 against the SEC. So winter, sooner or later, these SEC jobs and these SEC athletic directors are going to start asking when are we going to stop playing these guys and actually go out and hire this coach? MTSU throttled Ole Miss. I don't think Auburn's as good as Ole Miss. I think that you could see MTSU throttling Auburn and Birmingham. This game is a very interesting matchup. Then you've got a big-time Sunday game. you got North Carolina traveling to Knoxville. This is a huge, huge, huge matchup for the Volunteers. The Volunteers need a win like this to kind of signify, hey, that we're here and that we're not backing down from anybody. Tell you what, when Kentucky travels there in a few weeks, I'm going to give the advantage to the Volunteers. They can shoot the ball. They play very good defense on the perimeter. They play very good zone defense as well, and they're very quick. They, they're not with the five-star recruits, but they also play with these guys who've got heart and who want to play for that name on the front of their jersey, which a lot of times upsets the big-time schools with North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, etc. It's be an interesting match. That's Sunday at 5 o'clock. On, uh, I think it's on ESPN or ESPNU. Looking forward to that game. So we're going to get to the helmet stickers in the back of the bus. We're going to give a little input on Dave Dabrowski from the Red Sox and kind of give my personal opinion on him. The helmet stickers. We're going to give one to Army and Navy, both alike. Army won the game 14-13. I tell you what, we're going to give a helmet sticker to both of those guys. Those guys go out there, defend our country each and every day. Those guys are our future leaders and our future military men. We greatly appreciate them and greatly appreciate their service. I tell you what, the national anthem, like we mentioned earlier in the show, was one that would give you chills. And one, you have to step back and say, God bless the United States and God bless us being Americans in our freedom. That's why we stand for our national anthem here at the Mitch Davis Show. And that's why we're opposed to anybody who sits down the national anthem. Because those guys, you know, they're 21, they're 21, 19, 18 years old, my age kids. 
and they're out there playing the game of football and playing the game that we all love to watch and to learn about whatever. Uh, you know, once their years at Navy and Army or Air Force are over, they're done. They go into two years of active service at least, and they go in, you know, as military officers, which is really awesome. So we want to thank them for their service. We greatly appreciate everything they do for us. And that, like I said, that's why we stand for the National Anthem. If you have a problem with that, then I don't know if this is the show for you. So enough of that. We're going to give one the Boston College hoops for beating Duke. They finally upset the number one ranked team. They haven't done that since, like, I think two, the early 2008s, around that time period. They finished last in the ACC last year, and they finally knocked off Duke. What an incredible win for BC that was. The Yankees, they get a helmet sticker for being absolute kick butts in the winter meetings. They signed John Carlos Stan, rumored to have signed Manny Machado. That hasn't came out officially yet, but Ken Rosenthal is uh, posting that up on Twitter and everything. That all the Yankees getting Manny Machado, blah, blah, blah. The Yankees came in there and took no prisoners and took some names, and then they just got the players that they wanted. You know, the Yankees are going to be the favorites to win the World Series next year. Hats off to the Yankees. SEC hoops, we're going to give them because they have seven teams in the latest bracketology by Joe Lenardi. What an amazing league the SEC is with basketball. The SEC two, three years ago was not that same league, but Commissioner Sankey and the athletic directors in the SEC have said, you know what, hey, we're going to make a stop to play in these FCS schools, and we're actually going to step up, and we're going to make our teams better for March. So hats off to the SEC for that. Back of the bus. We're going to put the LeVar Ball and his little boys back at the bus because they're going out and playing Lithuania. Thank God they're out of the college basketball scene. I'm so sick and tired of seeing LeVar Ball or yeah, LeVar Ball saying this and saying that. He is ruining college basketball. He is ruining his kids' lives, and I'm happy he's playing overseas with his boys. We're going to talk Dave Dabrowski, Red Sox baseball. Dave Dabrowski went to the winter meetings, had one job, and he didn't complete it. He could have got J.D. Martinez, didn't complete it. Could have had John Carlos then fell through because he was like, oh, well, we're not going to pay him any money because the Yankees, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Could have had Manny Machado, and he left the winter meetings early to go back to Boston. Go back to snowy Boston. Dave Dabrowski deserves the back of the bus, and he probably deserves to be fired. I know a lot of Red Sox fans are ticked off at him, and he's not doing the job that he's promised the Red Sox to do. And when you get on Twitter, as the Red Sox Twitter did, and tweet out the thing called robbery after the Yankees you know, signed the best player in baseball, John Carlos Stanton, you're, you're dumb. That's ridiculous. You deserve the back of the bus for that. I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan, and I'm objectively saying that the Red Sox have completely pretty much lost the fan base this offseason just because they didn't sign anybody and didn't get anybody, you know, worthwhile. So that's thank y'all for listening to the show. That's the back of the bus. We look forward to joining y'all down in Oxford, Mississippi. Like I said, we're doing a tailgate and tip-off show tomorrow morning at 10.15, between 10.15 and 10.20. Looking forward to that show. We're also going to be down there in Birmingham next weekend. We're leaving on Friday, early Friday morning. We'll go to all the press conferences, go to the team practices. Also going to be at the Alabama-Texas game. So thank y'all for tuning into the show. Thank y'all for being loyal listeners. Thank y'all, and God bless.